Welcome to In the Middle, a podcast for women who are still figuring it out. I'm Sammy. And I'm Susan. And we can't wait to meet you in the middle. On this week's episode, we will be sharing our Jesus stories of how God met us in the middle. All right. Well, Susan, here we are for another episode of In the Middle. And we've already been in the thick of it, just trying to get this episode rolling today. But here we are, and it's working. Here. <laughs> we are here. Yeah. And um, I'm really excited for today's conversation because I feel like there's so much that I don't know about you. And there's things that we haven't shared with each other yet. So we're hearing these stories, not only our our listeners going to hear these stories for the first time, but we each other are going to hear these stories about each other for the first time. So you're going to see it raw and organic and happening as it as it should happen, really, for the first time. So, um, so first of all, uh, Susan, tell us a little bit about your, you know, your your Jesus story. How how you came to to know the Lord and and what all that looked like for you. Okay. Yes. So um one of the greatest ways to get to know somebody, I think, is to ask them what's their Jesus story. Um, I think it's just it's such a great way to get to know where they are and how they got to where they are. So my Jesus story, of course. There were people all along my life that planted seeds. Okay, yes, of course. But I did not come to saving faith until much later in life. I was in my mid to late 20s. Um, I had two little kids and I was working full time. I was stressed out, had a really difficult marriage. Um, I, I like to say like if Judge Judy and Jerry Springer and Maury Povich all had a show like my life would have been perfect for that show at that moment in time like it really it was so just messed up and I had a very sweet friend who invited me to a bible study now I was not looking for a bible study no way I was not interested didn't want to hear anything about God but they offered free childcare. And any of our moms know, like, there is nothing better than free childcare. Like, you will do whatever. Like, oh, if I have to be in a circus, that's fine. As long as I know my kids are taken care of and I get to have a little adult conversation, perfect. I'm all in. So um, I started going to this Bible study. My sweet friend, she said she's going to go and do it with me. Well, we get there on the very first day and the Bible study that she signed me up for was called this isn't the life I signed up for like wow. what was God trying to tell me then wow and it was so spot on what I needed in my life at that time but my sweet friend the only person that I knew in this whole church she went to a different bible study and she left me in this class so I am in there alone but I'm I'm like okay I'll just do it and within, um, within the first couple of weeks, I had a really um, 
just, I mean, I can look back now and know it was spiritual uh, warfare, but at that time, I just would have labeled it depression. It was just the blues. Um, I was sitting at work in the minivan, in my minivan, in the parking deck at work. Didn't want to go into work, didn't want to do anything. And I was thinking that the world would probably be better off without me. Like I wasn't making any kind of impact on anybody's life. And, you know, my kids would be better off without me and, and all of that. And I, I really, I honestly was sitting there thinking like, if I just jump off the parking deck, the roof of the parking deck, life would be better. Like it would be better for everyone. And it was in that moment, like, as I, I got out of the minivan, I'm standing there, like I'm standing there at the edge. Like I haven't climbed up yet, but I'm standing there. And I just, I whispered a prayer to heaven and I was like, God, if you're real, I need you to show up right now because I can't go on. I literally can't go on another moment with my life the way it is right now. And in that moment, a little bird just kind of sat down on the ledge next to me and just started singing the most beautiful song that I had ever heard in my life. And I was like, okay, okay, Lord, I'm all in. Like, whatever it means, I'm all in. And I wish that I could say that from that moment on, it was all rainbows and unicorns, but it wasn't. Like, my life got progressively worse. Like, it, it, there was ugly in my life, um, abuse, addiction, um, just, you name it, I probably can connect it to where I was at that point in life but I never had that same feeling again that life would be better if I wasn't here I never had that feeling again mm. and God slowly taught me through worship music was such a big part of my Jesus story because I that's what sets my heart on fire is music I just love it um and so through worship music, through studying God's word, through being in connection with other Christians, through mentoring, like I learned through all those storms and all those seasons of life that I've gone through in the middle, in the middle of it all, I knew that God could strip everything away from me, my home my family, my job, everything could be stripped away from me. But as long as I had him, as long as I had him, and as long as I had his word and the promise of heaven, that was enough for me. That was enough. And I'm a slow learner, Sammy. I'm a slow learner. I like to think I'm smart, but I spiritually, I am so slow. I am such a slow learner. So God had to take me through so many lessons and he taught me that lesson over and over and over and over again. And anything that I held precious got stripped away until I literally was left with nothing 
and his word. That was it. And that's when I knew that that was enough. That was enough for me because I will have peace. I will have peace no matter what happens around me. I will have peace because I have him. Wow. Oh, Susan. So that's my Jesus story in a nutshell. nutshell. Wow. (laughs) I, I don't, I was just listening to that and I'm sure anyone listening to that, first of all, Susan, I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so glad that you're here. And it makes me emotional because I think it takes so much courage and honesty to just to, to share that story openly and on it, like just without anything holding you back, just here's where I was. And this is where the Lord met me because there are so many people that I'm afraid are walking this planet that have had their, their minivan parking lot moment like that, but just, it looked different. You know, it might've been a different circumstance, different location, doesn't matter. There are so many people that have felt the way that you felt in that moment and have thought that very thought Mm -hmm. because let's face it, God is real, but the enemy is also very real. And people who have such a deep calling on their life, I feel like sometimes we have a target on our back and the enemy wants to do anything in his power to take us out or to make us so discouraged, so depressed, so kind of lost in our own mess that we can become disabled and not disabled physically, but just disabled in our, in our walk and purpose that God has for us. But you you knew from those seeds that were planted along the way from other other people in a whole in your whole walk of life you knew in that moment to cry out to god and he met you there and that really was i mean i i know it's kind of cheeky to bring in the middle back up but it just keeps coming up he met you right there in the middle in the middle of your moment in the middle of your suffering and like you said he met you there, but then it wasn't like, oh gosh, now my life is completely fixed <laughs> and everything's better now, which is what I think so many believe about Christianity is, oh, if I just get myself together, if I just get right with God, it's a formula to make everything better. And really that's just not the case. When we look at the Bible, every single disciple, I think was martyred for their faith, except for John who was sent to an Island to basically, you know, live out the rest of his life completely alone and and abandoned. Um, They all sacrificed it all for Jesus. And they called it all. uh, I think Paul said, he called, call it all joy Mm -hmm. when you go through these trials and tribulations. Um, So before I ramble on anymore, I just (laughs) wanted to tell you, Susan, I'm so glad that you're here and the world needs what you have to offer. And that story that you shared is it's life changing and it's and it's beautiful because now look at you and you're you're literally you're a world changer and I knew at the moment I met you um that you are just such a, a precious light in this world and I'm glad that 
your light is still shining here. So thank you for sharing that, Susan. It was a beautiful, beautiful testimony of the faithfulness of God. So. Absolutely. And it's, it is all for him. And I have part of worship is giving back to him what he's given to us. And mm-hmm. a big part of what he's given me is my story. So any part of my story, any part of my journey that I can give back to him to use, to encourage somebody else, somebody else who's sitting there having their minivan moment, mm-hmm. I'm going to forever call it the minivan moment now. Um, mm. But anybody who's sitting there having their minivan moment, like all you have to do is reach out to him. You just whisper that prayer and he is faithful he is so faithful and you will find that he will become all that you need. Yeah. Amen. Amen, mm-hmm. Susan. That's well, such a beautiful moment. Sam, I am so excited to hear your Jesus story. Are you, you ready to share it? I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. I'm, I'm okay, a little bit it. like, whoo, I'm just so blown away by yours. Um, That just rocked my world. Uh, but I, I am going to share mine and a minute. Do I, can I share a Bible verse? Okay. Sure. Yes, please. While you collect yourself, while you collect, I will, collect I will share. Okay. So, um, I don't venture into revelation too often because it is really heavy. Like it is, it is intense. Like you have to put on your big girl pants. If you're going to, Hey Shane, hi buddy. <laughs> He's trying to like run. okay he gets a guest appearance every week I love it I love it okay so if you are venturing into revelation you got to put your big girl pants on and you got to put your study cap on because it's 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 intense but revelation Mm -hmm. 12 11 this is a verse that I cling to is they overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. And that's it. That's what I have to give back is my testimony. That's, that's it. I've got the blood of the lamb and I've got the word of my testimony. And that can never be taken away from you. Exactly. It's the one thing. It's the one thing that can never be stripped away is when we, and that's why it's so important that we are in the word. Um, It's actually really funny. I'm sitting next to a literal stack of like maybe 12 Bibles. Um, So I'm getting ready to preach on Sunday about prioritizing the word of God. But this is why it's so important that we get the word in, in us because it cannot be taken away from us. They can take away any, anyone can take anything away from us. Mm-hmm. Anything can be stripped away except for the blood of the lamb, the word of our testimony and the word of the God, word of God that we allow to get into us. So, um, thank you for sharing that. I, a little fun fact about Sammy is that revelation just so happens to be my favorite book of the Bible. I know. And see, that's why, I that's why it. go together so well. Because it's literally, it's, I don't want to say it's not my favorite, but it's not my favorite. It's really hard. It Revelation is hard. <laughs> it, is. it is. It is. But what's so funny is that as a little girl growing up, I, I may have said this last week, so forgive me, I'm repeating myself, but I loved to go and study with the adults. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
So I would go into Bible study with my mom and I was like seven, eight years old and they would do continual studies on the book of Revelation. So I just would go and learn. And I just, from that point in time, I just, I just love that book. I love studying those topics, but, um, my Jesus story. Oh, so I really don't remember like a certain specific moment of salvation. I was born into a family of believers, um, generational believers. My great grandmother, you know, pass it to my, to my mom, to, to my mom. And so I was raised in the church. I went to vacation Bible school in the summer. I went to children's classes until I was allowed to just kind of hold on to my mom's hand and go to those adult classes. Like that's, that's what I remember was just being kind of growing up around the Lord. I don't remember a moment in my life where I didn't know him and where I didn't feel loved by him. And, and so as a kid, I, I just learned how to read the Bible. I learned how to pray. I learned so many things. I went to girls camp, you know, girls Bible camp, and I just fell in love with the Lord at a very, very early age. Um, and anytime I was sitting in the congregation and they would pray, pray the prayer of salvation to, to lead others to that, I just would pray along <laughs> because I thought, well, just in case the last one didn't work, I'll do it again. You know, and I, and I, that was just me as this like a little girl. I just did it over and over. And, but yeah, I was baptized in like, I don't know, it was probably third grade or something because I just always loved the Lord. But here's something I wanted to share. I did not come up with this saying, but I've heard it so many times. Um, I have felt bad at points that I don't have that big, like road to Damascus moment. I don't have one. Um, have but someone's... Oh, what was that? You don't have a minivan moment. Not entirely. I mean, I've had those, those dark moments, mm -hmm. but it wasn't, a it was a moment where I already knew the Lord it wasn't that like reach out and save me because I don't know you yet, but I want to know you. I don't have that story. Um, and, but I've heard this said before that God's keeping power is just as great as his saving power. And I really think that that is such a big part of my story is that I really was kept close to him um, under the shadow of his wing throughout so many things, even during the times where I I don't believe that I ever really walked away from the Lord, but I certainly went through a season of my life where I wasn't walking with the Lord. If that makes sense. I was, I was like, okay, Lord, I'm going to kind of keep you over here and I'm going to do my own thing, but I know you're still there. <laughs> that was kind of my, my method for a little while. The teenagehood and young, young adulthood was not my finest moment. Um, however, through making the bad decisions, through really not including him in, you know, trying to figure out my life and all those things, just kind of keeping him on the shelf. He was still there. He was still so very much there. And a big part of my story happened when I met my husband, Shane. Uh, when we met, he wasn't perfect. I wasn't perfect. We both had a mess. We kind of came together and just 
both with his baggage and my baggage put together, but through finding him and coming to know him and even his family, I was just re-enveloped into remembering the Lord and his goodness and his, his faithfulness and the plans that he had for my life. Um, because he was a believer and on our very first date, like he, he let me know that he was, he was there and he was not going to be playing the games that a lot of other, um, young men at the time were, this was really what it came down to. I was just, I just wanted someone to love me. Um, and a lot of young men at the time really just wanted to kind of dangle bait along and see, you know, how, how they, they might be interested in me one day, but not really so much the next, but maybe three weeks later, they would be interested again. You know, that it was that kind of game and not my husband, my husband came along and that our first date, he was like, I'm here and I'm not going anywhere unless you say otherwise. <laughs> and we just, from that moment on, we just started walking walking together. Um, but anyway, as, as time, you know, went on, we started our family very, very quickly. We got married quickly. We started a family quickly. Um, I was 21 and had our first, our first baby. Um, and it was actually in motherhood that really brought me back closer to the Lord because my husband was working crazy amounts of hours at the time I was able to be home with her I actually brought in one or two other infants at the same time just to bring in a little bit of extra income so there I was a new mom a young mom with at one point I had three newborns in my home and I was just still trying to figure out how to take care of my own <laughs> and I I experienced this drowning feeling in loneliness because I was, I mean, you really can't have conversations with newborn infants all day long. And I was still just so very young and immature in a lot of ways, but I will never forget that there was this one morning where I decided that I was going to turn on the TV and I was going to put it on the Christian channel. And I was just going to listen because that's what my mom would do. My mom would listen to that or she listened to radio. And I thought, you know what? I'm just, I haven't, I felt like I haven't had a real adult conversation in weeks. These, you know, these babies are, they're beautiful, but I'm so overwhelmed. I had them all, you know, lined up on like blankets around me with their toys and whatnot. And I was just sitting on the living room floor and I put on Joyce Meyer actually. And I was listening to her and I, for the life of me, Susan, I wouldn't be able to tell you what she was even talking about. But in that moment, after I sat there just listening to her speak, the sun just all like peeked through the window and shone right on my face. And I felt the presence of God enter my living room while I sat there on the floor, like I hadn't felt in maybe my entire life up to that point. And I just... I felt so seen by God. I felt so like wrapped up in his arms in that moment. And I'll never forget. I, it was sort of this reintroduction where I'm not sure that he really said, I didn't hear an audible voice. I didn't, you know, really hear anything like that, but I just kind of out loud, I said, Oh, Hey God, <laughs> <laughs> okay. like there you are. You're still here. 
And from that moment on, I just, I, I, I was re, reunited with really my, my first love. Mm. And I dug into the Bible like never before. I was listening to sermons and, you know, whether it was on the radio, on TV, I had it on all day long. And this went on for years. I just, I basically spent those beautiful years where I was at home with, eventually we had, we had another daughter, those stay at home mom years. I was at the feet of Jesus basically all day long. Uh, and, and it was such a beautiful time. That's where I came to really know the Lord. And that's where I learned to hear his voice and just to, to walk with him again. And from then on, I have said, you know, I I've said this before, but I'm, I'm a yes girl. And when the Lord calls me, I'm, I say yes. Uh, and, and I have never regretted the things that I've said yes to the Lord to ever since. So that saying yes, the Lord has put me on some of the biggest adventures of my life. And actually going to Israel was one of the biggest adventures where I said yes to him. But I, every time I say yes, I just, it's, it's the best, it's the best decision. He is the best. Yes. So that's my, that's my Jesus story. I love that. I think, yes, you will never regret saying yes to Jesus. You will never regret it. It is, yeah. it is worth it. Like everything that I've been through, every, every tear, every, uh, just day spent in pain. Like, I know what that is to feel heartbreak, you know, to be so lonely to be mm-hmm. heartbroken, but to know that it is all worth it in the end. Like he will take every, every junky moment, every bad experience, he will take it all and he can use it. He can use yeah. it. And I think something that he has taught me is that he's much more concerned with my holiness than my happiness. Mm. yeah that's good um and I I did not coin that phrase it's I've heard it several times but but I know it to be true like yeah. he is much more concerned with my relationship with him than whether I live a comfortable happy life and so if that means that my, there have to be some uncomfortable things in my life in order to make that relationship with him better and stronger then that's what's going to happen Mm. Mm. that is so beautiful and Susan I think that it's really important as we as we are sharing our stories um, that every person who's listening to this knows that first of all they are seen by God they're loved by God there's never been one moment in the darkest valley or even at the highest highest peak that he has not seen it and that he hasn't known it and that he's not there in the middle of it. Um, and I want everyone to know that if if they do not know the Lord Jesus Christ, there's an invitation today in this moment. We don't know the moments that we have five minutes from now or tomorrow. We don't ever know that. Life is such a precious short thing. And any person who's listening to this if you are are looking for a savior, 
He can only be found in the name of Jesus. And he's there. And he's not there waiting to chastise you for all that you've done. He's not there waiting to make you feel condemned because he came to save you, not to condemn you. And his blood was shed at the cross in our stead as a, as a payment for our debt. And the best part is that he came back to life and resurrected so that we're not serving a God who's dead, but a God who's alive. And that invitation is extended to every single person today. And if you would like to receive that salvation, that eternal salvation of saying yes to Jesus, you are invited to do that today. So I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for each and every one. And maybe I'll also loop in. There's a whole nother group of people who maybe you've already said yes to the Lord, but you're caught up in the middle and you're, you're drowning in life circumstances, or maybe you've gone a direction that you know the Lord wouldn't have wanted you to go, and maybe you're ashamed or embarrassed to come back to him. Let me tell you right now, sister, there is always that open door to come back to the Lord. He's there, whether it's your minivan moment or your living room floor sunshine moment. He's there. He's never walked away from you. The Bible says, I actually looked this up earlier. There's over 60 times in the Bible through the Old Testament and the New Testament that the Lord tells us he will never leave us or forsake us. He will never walk away from us. And even when we walk away from him at times, he's still there. So if you would like to pray that with me, I, I ask that you'll join me in just repeating this out loud. I really believe this is this is the way that we lead children to salvation is through the ABC where we admit, we believe, and we confess. It's the easiest way. We admit that we need a savior, that we have, we have sin in our life. Every person does. None of us are perfect. We have all fallen short of the glory of God. And then we believe, we choose to believe that Jesus died on the cross for us and rose again so that we can have eternal life with him. And then we confess him as our savior. To repent doesn't just mean to say, I'm sorry. It means to literally turn around and just follow Jesus. That's all it means. I think repent, the word repent gets such a bad name. We think, oh, I have to just like, you know, oh, oh bad me, bad me. No, no. It's about admitting it, believing it, confessing him as our savior, repent turn around and just go the other way and go the way the Lord's calling you. So Susan, I'm going to lead us in prayer. Father, thank you so much for our stories. Lord, I thank you that you use our stories to change the world. Our story of how we met you and how we've encountered you. Lord, no one can ever take that away from us. But there could be some listening today that are having that moment right now. And they, they want to have a life with, with you and a life to follow you. So Lord, I pray as they, as they repeat after me and say, Jesus, I want you to be my savior. I admit that I am a sinner and that I need a savior. And I believe in you, Jesus. I believe that you are the savior of the world. You came to redeem us and you came to deem me. 
And so I confess you right now as my Lord, as my Savior, and as my King. And I make the decision today to follow you, to turn around and to go the way that you're going for the rest of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done for us. We love you. And in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Oh, so if you are watching and or listening and you just prayed that prayer with us, um, we would love to hear from you. We would love to hear from you. You can email us at Sammy and Susan podcast at gmail.com. I'll put that link in the show notes for you. Um, and we would love to hear your Jesus story. We want to hear it because we want to celebrate what God's doing. So if you want to share your Jesus story with us, you, of course, you can email that to us too, or you can find us on social media. Um, I'll put the links in the show notes also. Um, but yeah, we'd love to hear, we'd love to hear what God's doing in your life so we can celebrate with you. Yes. Amen. Amen. Thanks for tuning in. Yep. See you next week. So this one year, this is probably at least 20 years ago, my mom got a shirt for 25 cents at the Bell's Outlet, and we still talk about that to this day. <laughs> to this day, we still talk about her 25 cent shirt. And so Ooh. if we can talk about the shirt that we got such a great deal on 20 years later, I sure as heck am going to share about Jesus and what he's done for me. 